This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business, like always. This disease, this pandemic is not getting us down. We're bringing you absolutely amazing content every week with crystal clear audio quality. But before we get into it, I'd like to tell you about our good friends over at DynastyOwner.com. Do you think you're smarter than an NFL GM? Some of you might be. Do you think you're the best at fantasy football? You are if you listen to this show. Here is your chance to prove it. Prove it. Can't talk. Dynasty Owner is the only patented fantasy sports game using actual NFL salaries and contracts. You manage your team from all levels, owner to general manager to coach. Dynasty Owner is for the smart and elite fantasy football player only. There is no offseason in DynastyOwner.com, just like there's no offseason in Dynasty Fantasy Football. The rookie draft matters, free agency matters, and every contract matters. So why don't you go ahead and do a startup draft in 2020 using actual NFL players' contracts and salaries, then improve your team each year with a three-round rookie draft, and by trading players and draft picks, you could win weekly prizes, seasonal prizes, and compete in the chase for the ring. The mobile app is in development and will be ready to download on iOS and Android in time for the rookie drafts this May. That is only a month away, so get in there now. Mock drafts are open now in desktop and mobile browsers. To learn more and mock draft for free, go to www.dynastyowner.com. Not Netscape Navigator compatible. Make sure you tell them that the Dynasty Rewind sent you. Let's get this show on the road. Let's start it off with my good friend, Chev. Chev, what's good, man? It is good to talk to you again. Uh, nice to talk to you too, Mike. Or I should say, LaMichael. <laughs> LaMichael, or as Porkman calls me, the pod host father. What's good, Porkman? Yo, bro. How you doing? I'm pretty good. And last but certainly not least, the newest member of the Dynasty Rewind team, we have Nate Christian. What's good, Nate? Yo, I'm just uh, excited to be here as always. Yeah, man. We Again, you know, had nothing but great feedback about you so far, Nate. Um, usually the bad feedback is reserved for me, but that's okay. I can handle myself. You know, just the typical stuff. You're an idiot. And I say, thanks, Dad. I really don't appreciate that. But moving on, we do have some rookies that we're going to talk about today. Um, so let's start it off. Now, here's a guy that he's been, he's been kind of climbing up some people's draft boards and climbing up some ADP. I don't know why. Well, I mean, he's a good player, but let's just, let's, let's dive into him. Um, this is Darrington Evans from Appalachian State. He's 5'10", 203 pounds. Now, um, a friend of ours and an analyst that I respect a lot, Ray Garvin, he does the Destination Devi podcast. He has Darrington Evans 
above Zach Moss in his rankings, according to his Twitter. So let's look into this here. Um, statistically, 39 total games played, 482 rushes for 2,884 yards, which averages 6.0 yards per carry, 25 touchdowns, 39 catches for 319 yards, which averages 8.2 yards per reception, and six touchdowns in the Sun Belt. I do want to, I do want to just say that it was in the Sun Belt. So level of competition, not like you're playing in the SEC or the Big Ten. Does it translate to the NFL? Which one of you guys wants to start on Darrington Evans? Because I forgot who said they didn't want to talk about him. Chev, let's start with you then. (laughs) (laughs) Just pick. No one raised their hand, so I picked one, just like a teacher did in hey, school. No worries. I was a teacher today at the YMCA, so no worries. So still, still working though, right? Oh uh, yeah, still getting a paycheck. Bless. So we're good. Yes, sir. Yeah, but Darrington Evans, man, this dude is quick. Ran a four-four-one at the combine. Uh, seems to have pretty good vision. Not somebody that's going to be running in the trenches in the NFL, though, in my opinion. Um, not that he wasn't good at it in college, but I just don't think that's going to be his specialty going into the NFL. This is a guy that can definitely do damage outside of the tackles. Um, so I think anything outside for him is going to be a great way to get him involved uh, in their scheme. Um, I mean, he has good hands. I hate the way he blocks. It's just mediocre to me. Um, he's not going to be a guy that pushed the pile either. I mean, he's a small dude, 5'10", 203. I mean, I guess it's not too small, but for a running back, uh, I just don't see him being a guy that's going to be pushing the pile and uh, fighting for those extra yards. But, I mean, if this guy gets out in space, watch out. He is pretty electric. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Um, I do also think he gives maximum effort every play, from what I could tell. Porkman, thoughts on that? Yeah, he um, with maximum effort, he definitely gives that. And I love to root for players that uh, – Play for Appalachian State. Just, I have a soft spot for them after they killed Michigan that one year in the first game of the season. I knew you were going there. <laughs> I just, I kind of knew it. But uh, you know, I hate them guys. But um, he in space, he like just like Chev was saying, he has electric. Uh, he, he's very electric, running on the outside and hitting the hole. My only issue with him, and I hate to bring this up again. But one thing Michael taught me was when your feet stop moving, mm-hmm. and your body stops moving. And yeah, I see that a lot with him. And <clears throat> contact balance, there is none. So as soon as he gets hit, he's falls to the ground. And you can't you can't be a type of runner in this league. Um, but I mean, if he gets in the space with his four one four four one forty and his thirty seven inch vertical, it shows that he has a little bit of explosiveness. But um, I see him right now as a special teamer that can he. I think he'll get drafted because he's making a roster, and there's a lot of teams that's inquiring about him. So I see him as a day three guy, and uh, he may work his way up the depth chart and work on his strength. He's got to get in the weight room. Remember when there was no day three guys because the draft was only two days? Yeah, was that was day two. That was, was like, the greatest, wasn't it? Was that one one to three and then four to seven? Yep. Yeah, and that first round was always torture, too. I know. But um, so I want to see what you guys think. One thing that I wrote down here, more finesse than power. Mm-hmm. We could Very have, much we, so. Yeah. Okay. Um, I also think he has decent vision and patience, but, Nate, I want your thoughts on Darrington Evans as well. Yeah, so I agree with everybody else. He's pretty electric in space. He uh, obviously tested very well at the combine, but um, – you know, I, when he's running down the middle of the field in between the tackles, he kind of gets, like, to the line of scrimmage and then slows down. 
Like, he gets hesitant when he's hitting those holes and ends up with him not making any kind of damage inside. He just kind of falls down mm-hmm. once he gets near contact. Um, like someone else said, you know, he's got kickoff experience, so he's definitely going to find a roster spot with uh, special teams. He's he's good in space. If someone can get him outside the tackles a lot, he's going to make plays happen. Mm-hmm. He's really good with his cutbacks, and, like, he can just take that one cut and just go. Mm-hmm. But the problem is he doesn't see it all the time. So if they can work on that vision and getting him to see that cutback lane, then he could become something you want a piece of. Um, but what worries me is his production. We talked about how he's in the Sun Belt. I mean, his biggest competition he played this year was – uh, University of Lafayette, Louisiana Lafayette twice, and those games was 3.1 yards per carry, 3.8 yards per carry. He played South Carolina, 3.7 yards a carry. He did all his damage against random teams like Georgia State, Texas State, uh, Charlotte. You know, not big competition there. Yeah, mm. I think he just looked unenthused, too. When there wasn't a hole, he's like, uh, we'll just wait till the next play. But when he sees that hole, man, he gets after it. That's the one thing I did notice. So, uh, I think he does give maximum effort, but when he doesn't see a hole, I think he kind of just shuts it down and let's get to the next play. You live to get the next play. Don't take mm-hmm. the big hit. Yep. So, do you guys agree with Ray here? Would you put Darrington Evans over Zach Moss? I would not. I think Zach Moss right now is my six, ranked six running back in this draft class, and I didn't do like a top ten or top fifteen yet, but. I don't know if he's even close for me. Okay. Uh, Chef, what are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, honestly, I'm still working on getting my, my rankings down. Uh, so, But next week, I would definitely love to answer. I'm already through five of them. Uh, so this next week, I definitely look on getting the 10, and I'd definitely love to answer it next week for sure. All right, Nate, your thoughts? Well, I'm a little bit more down on Zach Moss than most people. I think I have him, I think I have him like at 10, RB10. Okay. Um, but I have Evans in the teens, late teens, I think. All right. Um, I would also put Zach Moss right now um, ahead of Darrington Evans, and I think his draft capital is going to be better too. Um, draft capital does matter because higher draft capital, you're more likely to get on the field unless you're Rojo, and then you just can't ever get on the field. Um, so we're going to move on to the next guy, but Nate, I believe you uh, wanted to say something to one of our listeners. Oh, yeah, this one's for Cody. Big trust. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, Cody. Um, so we're going to go now. We're going to talk about Benny LeMay. This is this is Porkman's boy. Porkman, I believe you're the one that wanted to talk about him, right? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. So um, the motto for the whole quarantine thing is um, stay home if you're sick, come over if you're thick. Well, Benny LeMay is coming over because he's 5'9", 215. Um, this is a, a short, stocky little dude, but he's – He's hard to bring down. He is powerful. He plays for Charlotte. Is it just Charlotte? Is it Charlotte University, Charlotte College, University? Just Charlotte. Just Charlotte. You know what? Okay. So watching this just reminded me of when I was a kid. I think everybody had some sort of Charlotte Hornets gear at some <laughs> point in time, be it a yeah. starter jacket, a hat, a sweatshirt. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, like, yeah, nope. like a Lonzo Morning jersey. Well, did you? Oh, Chev, I forgot how young you are. You're, uh, you're, yeah. <laughs> He's like, who? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was, they're now the New Orleans Pelicans, I think, right? Yeah. Well, they were the Charlotte Bobcats after that, and then they became the hmm. New Orleans yeah. Pelicans. Yeah. Okay. So, 
NBA team. Yeah. Uh, Nate, I actually, Nate, I don't know how old you are, to be honest with you. Um, so I don't know if you remember the Hornets or not. I do. Okay. All right. So there you go. Did you have any merchandise of theirs? No. My family is okay. not big into basketball, so I wasn't as a kid. I just loved, I had this hat that I thought was so cool. So I, I think everybody our age had one of those Hornets starter jackets. I didn't have pockets in the front. I didn't have that. I had, um, I did have an Eagles starter jacket. Mm-hmm. And then my mom one day was like, I, I threw it out. And I was like, what? She's like, I threw it out because you're in your 20s and it's disgusting. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, touche, mom. <laughs> those jackets get, they collect so much dirt. It's freaking disgusting. But These I did like pockets of pockets of brown dirt. Jokes on her. I found an Eagles pullover jacket, old school retro one on eBay and I bought it. And the one time my wife and I were going out, she goes, what are you doing? And I was like, going to start the car. She goes, what are you wearing? I was like, oh, this is my new jacket. Isn't it rad? She's like, I am not going anywhere with you wearing that hideous jacket. And I was like, I'll go out myself. I don't care. This jacket's comfy. (laughs) So I'll I'll wear it. I'll take a picture for you guys. And if anybody else would like to see that picture, the answer is no. But let's talk about Benny LeMay. Um, Porkman, I want you to take the lead off on this one because um, he's your boy. I know you like him, so go for it, man. I do like him, and he has <clears throat> it, he like he has a body type that I like in a running back, as in he, he he's like he looks like he's built for the NFL already. Now, my only issue with him is that when he went to a combine, he ran a four seven. Now, usually that doesn't equate to much, but if you can if you can get into the league and know how to run the ball with good vision and <clears throat> just, you know, good enough power to run into this league, he can be good enough to play. Now, I feel as though when he first starts, he's going to be a type of a goal line back. But when he gets the carries that he needs to get, I feel as though that he might be able to be on a team where he can be a first and second down runner and then have be spelled by a third down running back. Um, he shows a little bit of strength, 24 reps on the bench press, which is pretty good, but his vertical was 28 and a half, which also doesn't show much explosiveness. But if, if he can show that he can run in between the tackles like he did in college, I feel as though he can, he can do a little bit, um, do a little well. So again, most of these guys today we're talking about is probably going to be day two guys anyway, but, um, yeah, I think he can. He'll make a team. Not really. He probably be a special teamer, not as in running back kicks or anything. But you know, being a gunner and getting down the field and you know just trying to make the team. But I think he will make a team and get drafted, maybe sixth, seventh round. So draft capital is not too well. But I think he'll show that he has that 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 gusto to make it on a team this year. Um, you said that one of your concerns for him was his speed at the combine. Do you think level of competition, much like Darrington Evans, could be a concern too? Because he played in Conference USA. I would like to say that the Charlotte football team, their their name is the 49ers. Um, <laughs> it it yeah. is. And I'm, I'm looking at the helmet right now. It's ugly. It's disgusting. Um, you know what it looks like? It looks like a UTEP helmet with like that little hammer on it. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? It's ugly. They should just change their name to the Hornets. Well, they played like like um, Nate was saying. They did play Appalachian State 
and they actually both had good games that game. Mm-hmm. Now, he had a breakaway run, but <laughs> you can tell he's like running too fast for his feet because he kind of leans back a little bit. <laughs> It's like he gets like you, top heavy. How do you run too fast for your feet? That doesn't make any sense. It's it doesn't make sense. But if you look at him, he's like running and his like he leans back to a point where like he's about to just fall backwards. But he has good balance, which is it looks stupid. You have to look at it. So if he's running too fast for his feet, he's essentially a cartoon character. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Chev, your your thoughts on Benny LeMay then? You know, Porkman said he's probably not gonna be a guy running the ball back on kickoffs. I would love to see this bowling ball of a man running kickoffs back. I mean, he could destroy somebody on those. Yeah, he'll, think... he'll destroy him. I'll never see him running back any, <laughs> but he will absolutely <laughs> destroy one of these guys. Yeah, he'll definitely put somebody in concussion protocol. So if you need a guy, he'll be your man. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, Benny LeMay, like, like, like we said, this guy's going to be a late-round pick probably. Uh, like I said, built like a bowling ball. He's always going to fall forward. Uh, I actually thought he had pretty good vision and quick feet, um, but – he has to be on a team that needs a big back, um, I think, for him to be successful in this league. Um, if he's put on a team with another bigger back, I just don't see him getting too much run, uh, and that's one thing that could hurt him. So I would love to see him be with uh, uh, maybe like a Christian McCaffrey kind of back. I don't know. That could be okay. a guy that kind of is a bigger guy to counter McCaffrey. But um, I don't hate that. Yeah. I kind of like that, actually. Mm-hmm. I just think that's just where he's going to be successful. If he's not in that, then we're looking at the next XFL MVP, maybe. <laughs> yeah, okay. They, they need somebody to spell CMC because he can't take on all them targets and carries again. Where else yeah. would be a good spot for him? Do you guys have any good spots you think where they need a big back to maybe get that goal line touches? He could be the uh, Jordan Howard replacement in Philadelphia. Yeah, he could be. He could I, would, I would I mean, love that, Miles too. Sanders and Boston Scott aren't going to be those big bowling balls. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. Buffalo. Devin Singletary's a little smaller. It'd be a good spot, right? Yeah, it would be. Or, I don't know, is Latavius Murray back this year? Because he would be good to he, spell Alvin Kamara so. as well. Yeah, he's he's there. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's uh, at least one more year. Mm-hmm. Um, Nate, do you have anything you want to add to Benny LeMay? Before we um, move on? Yeah, so I, I agree with everyone with like the you know, bowling ball. It's what you, you get when you watch him. Um, I know you said 5'9", 215 at the Combine. He weighed in at uh, 221 and 5'8". So, you know, just even more of that big bowling ball body. Um, I mean, he was was kind of fun to watch. I mean, I think he's definitely like a very specific role player at the next level. Um, He's never going to be a full three-down back or someone who's going to really change the game. But he, he can be consistent. Uh, against Appalachian State, he had 118 yards on 14 carries, two touchdowns, and a receiving touchdown. So, pretty good game against against Evans. Against Clemson, he had uh, 81 yards for a four and a half yards per carry. So, uh, that's some NFL competition right there. That was a hard game to watch, though, because it, it like you you can't help unless you're a Clemson fan watching that film. You're like, come on, do something. You know what I mean? Just, just get, get points. Come on, guys. <laughs> I can't believe they gave him 18 carries in a game they lost 52 to 10. What else? You know, you gotta, you gotta do something, right? <laughs> you might, you know. I don't know. Yeah, I um, mean, they had to. I mean, they only have but so much talent in the team. He might have been the best person on that offense. I think so. They probably like, let's go, run the ball, let's get the hell out of here. 
Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Just get the clock down. So our next guy we're going to talk about is big dude, uh, Kobe Parkinson, tight end from Stanford. He's six foot seven, two hundred and fifty one pounds. So it's the Stanford Cardinal or Cardinals football team, and they're they have that stupid Christmas tree. Um, you know what? I love that mascot. <laughs> I you hate ever it see so him? much. You ever see him when he's just like shaking and the stuff is like <laughs> falling everywhere? Did you ever play like, with him like, in NCAA? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, I remember. He was unstoppable. Yeah, he you was. Know, oh, you know yeah, we used to play of? with the mascots back in the day? Yes. Mm-hmm. No, I used you know, to have Brutus. Brutus was my boy. Oh, uh, of course. Um, you know what it reminds <laughs> me of? When we used to get a real tree um, at Christmas and I would just be sitting there watching TV and it would be – um, shaking real hard because the cat's trying to climb up it. That's what it reminds me of seeing him in the end zone. Oh, like um, from um, what's that called? Lash Lampoons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but real quick before we we get to him, uh, Benny Lemay. So he was a senior coming out. Forty three games, five hundred ninety six carries for three thousand two hundred thirty two yards. He averaged five point four yards carry, twenty two touchdowns, fifty four catches for six hundred forty yards, eleven point nine yards per reception, and six touchdowns through the air. Um, Colby Parkinson, big lanky guy, and I believe Nate, you would like to touch on Colby Parkinson. Yeah. So I actually got a little uh, anecdote here. I was just sitting up in my room today watching some film, and. My wife comes up to me. She's like, hey, there's some, like, middle-aged man at the door for you. (laughs) (laughs) And I come downstairs. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. She called Porkman. There's some middle-aged man at the door. (laughs) How old do I look? (laughs) You know what, guys? Before you finish, Nate, how about you guys, whoever listens to this pod, go on Twitter and go on Mike's page. I do not look middle-aged. I am appalled. I will talk to your wife myself. (laughs) So I come downstairs and there's pork man. Stop by my house. Did did he socially distance himself? No. Nah. Sure. My God. No, not at all. What is happening in I this didn't. society? You know what? I don't care. I was like, you know what? Nate, you're my freaking boy. I'm giving you a hug. Even though I just came back from Providence, which, you know, who knows? I should have been quarantined for 14 days. I just went right back in my truck and put some hand sanitizer on three times. <laughs> I took a shower. I don't, I don't trust that. I don't trust that Boston air. Parkman just dumps the whole thing of five gallon water on him when he gets yeah. in the back. What is he doing? And he's got bacon when he shows up. Oh, yeah. that'd yeah. been awesome. I should have went there with bacon flowers. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, Nate, anyway. continue on with the story about your middle-aged man that yeah. was sprung upon you at the door. I'm talking to Porkman out my front porch. And uh, we were talking about Colby Parkinson a little bit, and he, he called him Cole Komet Light. <laughs> yeah, he, he said that to me earlier, too. Yeah, he's, he's diet, diet Cole Komet. Well, yeah. who, did I, who did I say he was, Porkman? Uh, oh, um, Jesse James. Yeah, he's Jesse James, basically, in, in my opinion. But, uh, Nate, your thoughts on, uh, on Colby from Parkinson? He, I think he needs to add a little more weight, that 6'7 yeah. frame, right? Six foot seven, two hundred and fifty two pounds and a four seven seven forty yard dash. So he's lanky. He he he's out there looking like a wide receiver who just mm-hmm. got too big. You know, he doesn't look like a tight end. I like that. Out there. He's he's a wide receiver running around. And it makes sense because they never really put him on the line of scrimmage with his hand down. He's almost always lined up in the slot or out wide one on one with a cornerback. And I think he really fits that new age tight end we're starting to see with guys like Evan Ingram 
Um, even even Mark Andrews, I mean, he's he's a big guy, but he's not a big blocker. So I mean, that's Parkinson. This is one of those few guys who usually we say like, oh, this guy's gonna be a better NFL player than fantasy player. This might be the other way around. You know, he's gonna be a very specific player. He's not gonna block really. Not that he's bad at blocking, but it's just not a strong point. He just he's, gets his hips in the right spot, I think. Yeah, I mean, he's he's might be too tall to block. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, King Dunlap was six foot nine. He couldn't even get in people's ways. I don't know. Yeah. I used to call him but, King Dormat. Yeah, <laughs> trash. King Garbage. That's what he was. Useless. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, Nate, you were saying. Yeah, but I like this guy. I like this guy a lot, actually. Um, I think he's going to be one of the, the one of the guys I'm trying to pick up in just about every league near the end. Um, he's got, you know, that incredible height, which he can use to his advantage with his ca- catch radius. He's got great hands. Um, he he sits out there in the slot receiver, like I said, outside role. So he's going to get targets if a team picks him up and wants to use him that way. If he gets picked up and they don't, they want to use him like a regular tight end, he's not going to do anything. But if they use him to his abilities... He could be very fantasy relevant, even like in, especially in like a PPR kind of league. I could see him getting a lot of targets, kind of like a Darren Waller kind of statistics. Um, I like to say he's a three-level scorer, like that basketball term, because he, he got those short routes, intermediate routes, and he has enough speed that he can have those seam routes down the middle. Nate, question for you. You said in a PPR league, does anyone still play standard leagues? Uh, Most just... of my leagues are half, half PPR. I yeah. just convinced one of my commissioners to switch to half point this year. It was so irritating. Standard leagues are the worst, man. It is the worst. Chef, what okay, about this you? This catch doesn't matter. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm all PPR. Um, standard, man, it just does nothing for me. You're not going to get a Nick Chubb no. out of me it's from Stanford, man. <laughs> like It's just not there. Like I played in a league this last year, so all my family's in Illinois. I always play in a league with them. And I, I want to say this – this year was standard, so I got to make the call and say, hey, we got to change this. This is garbage. <laughs> yeah, man, you, you got to have at least half point, something. The funny thing yeah. about that league, though, you don't even draft your team. It's auto-draft. What? <laughs> yeah, it is like old school, old school. So, Aaron or Heather, if you guys are listening to this, we got to switch it up. Yeah, <laughs> Aaron and Heather, when you listen to this, First of all, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. We would greatly appreciate that. And please change your format. Standard scoring is awful. And let the people draft. Give them what they want by letting them choose what they want. Um, Nate, anything else on Mr. Parkinson? Uh, That's about it other than just that uh, good old phrase, he's good above the rim. All right, there (laughs) we go. Um, Chev, your thoughts on Colby Parkinson? Kobe Porkinson, I mean, he's a yes. (laughs) He got solid routes. I mean, he's got he's got great hands, man. I saw a play where he, the quarterback threw back shoulder to him. uh, He's about middle of the field, I think, and went back, made a play. Defender was all over him, but I mean, leaned back and snagged it. I mean, this guy could definitely definitely make an impact in fantasy. Um, Not sure where he's gonna be drafted at. I mean, he's a good contested catcher. I mean, he's six seven, big frame. Definitely needs to go to a spot where they're going to use him right. Um, if he, if they get him to block, they're in big trouble. They they definitely missed out on all the pro days and all that good stuff. So, uh, But Kobe Porkinson, man, I think he can do damage if he's put in the right position. And uh, Porkman Porkinson, what are your thoughts on Kobe? <laughs> oh, man, Kobe pulled Porkinson. Love it. Pulled Porkinson. Oh, that's yeah. good. <laughs> 
Um, <clears throat> poor, poor, I'm about to call him poor Porcasset. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. Um, to me, he he reminds me of my big brother just bullying me. And somebody just throw the ball up and I can't get it, and he just catches it and without any effort or anything. And it, it, it's like he was just just embarrassing all the corners or linebackers or safety that was on him. And if he gets into the league and does that same type of thing, just like Nate was saying, he could be he could be a, a force to be reckoned with. Now it just also depends on where he goes. Now if he was to go to like like Indianapolis. With him as Philip Rivers and Jack Doyle, Jack Doyle can show him the ropes. I like that. And oh, yeah, you know, if good. they draft a quarterback like a, I don't know, like a Jordan Love or, or a Jacob Eason later on in the draft, that can work out. You see the way Jacob Eason threw the ball to um, Hunter Bryant, that can be a good landing spot for him. But uh, the only thing that bothers me is. I feel as though they used Parkinson the same way they used J.J. Ortega-Whiteside the year prior. So they would just run him up, have him turn around, just box out the guy. So his route running to me, I want to see how he does when he comes into the league during the preseason, hopefully if we have one. And if he can run very good routes, then I feel as though we're going to have a, a sleeper tight end on our hands in the – you could probably get him in the fourth round because people aren't looking for him. Because, you know, we are the podcast talking about people that nobody talks about. This is true. Uh, one thing I'd like to say, I think he's – well, two things. I think he sticks with his blocks pretty well for a guy who's not super – he's not Drew Sample in the blocking department. And I think he's really good in traffic too in the middle of the field, which, I mean, for a guy that's six foot seven, he should be. You should be able to push defensive backs out of the way, you know. He should be able to say, get this middle-aged man away from me. I am catching the ball. So, no one? Nothing? Wasn't funny? Okay, great. Um, moving <laughs> on, <laughs> we are going to talk. We're switching up tonight. We got we got two quarterbacks. We got a tight end. We got a – I'm sorry, two running backs, a two. tight end, quarterback. We got a wide receiver. We, I don't know. We're all over the place. But now we're going to talk about um, a guy that I wasn't sure about until I watched film, Anthony Gordon from Washington State um, is he a product of the air raid offense um, personally I think he's a better Gardner Minshew uh, and you know how much I love me some Gardner Minshew only 15 games played at college 496 completions on 694 attempts keep in mind his the year prior 2018 he played in two games he was three or five for 17 yards and one interception so mostly everything was this past year 5,596 yards. He averaged 8.1 yards per attempt, 48 touchdowns, and 17 interceptions. And here's the impressive part 71.5% completion percentage. Um, to me, I think he's a lot like Minshew, the way he throws the ball. Um, short and intermediate stuff, really accurate, gets out really quick. Deep balls, eh. but the footwork's better, I think. Um, who wants to take it away on Anthony Gordon for me? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> I'll start. Um, I can't really agree with the footwork is better because his footwork was all over the place. How me. dare you? Yeah, it was. It, and I, how dare you say he's better than Gardner Minshew? <laughs> <laughs> I 
Minshew is the, is the he's the actual Tiger King. See that picture of him taking a picture with Tiger. <laughs> yeah. He, you know what? I love the stuff he does on social media. It's just awesome. He's like the social media uh, mediocre quarterback goat. <laughs> but um, I, my my biggest thing is it's not really his arm talent because I realize I realize he he tries to use his arm talent a little bit too much. But he's not like a Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers type arm talent. He has a good enough arm to throw. He just needs to work on his mechanics to me personally. Because if he he threw one interception, his foot was turning. So you know he's supposed to point your foot towards your, where he's supposed to throw. He had his foot towards the right sideline. He was trying to throw to the middle of the field. Linebacker just picked him off, ran him back for a touchdown. And he, nobody was around him during that. Pass, no, I'm, it wasn't. Sure. You know, you know what's what I'm talking about, right? Sure. Yeah, and I saw yeah. that one too, and I was like, "Bro, what are you? You trying to be too cocky?" I think he has that cockiness and confidence about him, though. That's the yeah, one thing well, that kind of caught my eye. Yeah, right, and I so, think I think Mike Leach, Mike Leach, he instills that that swag into his quarterbacks, which I love it, but yeah. it doesn't prepare you for the league. You mm-hmm. gotta have that mindset that you know. Think about it this way. None of his, none of really his quarterbacks that go into the league really pans out that well. Well, the jury's still out on Gardner, but what I, I mean by that is footwork's better. I should have, okay, he sets his hips better. If you watch film last year of Gardner Minshew, his hips and his feet were always really narrow, so mm-hmm. he couldn't get a lot of oomph on the ball. He was really relying on a lot of his arm, which is fine. He has a, a good enough arm. But, you know, you take a guy like Baker Mayfield, you watch him throw the ball. I don't think he has the best down-the-field ball, and the hordes of Cleveland are going to come after me for this. He just doesn't have the best deep ball. It is what it is. Big trust, right, Nate? That's right. Um, (laughs) But his hips were always set real narrow. Gardner's were. Anthony Gordon, his hips are set wide. So I think some of his mechanics and footwork, when I said his good footwork, it's better than Gardner's was last year. I think it's going to be much more easily corrected um, in the NFL. I do think he's probably a day three pick. He's a project. Would love to see him in Philadelphia. He'd be a great backup. Um, That's what I meant by that. Also, real quick before I let you guys finish up on Anthony Gordon. So he did pass for 5,500 yards. Last year, Gardner Minshew only had 47, 79, and 38 touchdowns. So only, right? I mean, just the the numbers that Washington State puts out through the air is insane. But um, yeah, Porkman, I mean, were but, you done on no, him or they just they, they don't run the ball? No, they don't. Well, it's wasn't crazy. wasn't Gordon? Was I'm trying to think of the senior ball. I forget who he threw the ball to. It might have been Gandy Golden or or uh, Claypool, but he made the ugliest pass I've ever seen. The ball that, got there. I think that was him. Yeah, that was him. He went to run run to the right and just it's like his bottom of his body forgot how to work, <laughs> and he just used his arm to throw the ball the rest of the way. The senior bowl this year was not as good as last year. No, it wasn't. Well, you got to think of it, too. There was quarterback-wise, it wasn't good. But yeah. skill players like um, Michael Bauer and Chase Claypool <laughs> and Gandy Golden and and uh, another guy we're going to talk about later that played in the game, it was, you know, it was good for skill positions, but the quarterbacks made it unwatchable. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I agree. Except for Herbert, I thought Herbert looked good. Oh, Herbert looked great. That's yeah. my number two quarterback. Um, but Nate, your thoughts on Anthony Gordon? I like Anthony Gordon a lot, actually. Um, I mean, 
he's after that top tier. You know, you got Burrow, Tua, Eason, Love, Hurts. Ugh. I, I, I was like, don't say Hurts, don't say Hurts. <laughs> don't say, I'm, not a, I'm not high on him. That's just me, though. It's just me. Um, I mean, Hurts is going to get drafted in fantasy drafts a lot higher than I'm willing to pay for him. But I, I would ag- I would agree with that, too. Now, but if it's super flex, would you overplay for would you overpay for him a little nah. bit? No? Nah. Okay. No, nah, I think he's he, I ran some mock drafts and he was going like middle of the second round. Yeah. Early to middle of the second round, which is way too high for me. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna be really landing spot dependent too. A I've lot of people are saying him to New England. I've heard Steelers a couple times. Who uh hurts? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I love the Steelers there. As much as I hate the Steelers, I think that's a great fit. It was an awesome fit. Because you got that big trust. That's why you hate the Steelers. <laughs> we are really hammering on Cody this this episode. Hey, I love leave, it. Leave Cody, Cody's my boy. You got to relax on him a little bit. Yeah, he's awful. No, nah, never mind. <laughs> we'll just keep you going. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I'm Anthony sorry. Gordon. As you were saying. Yeah. So, uh, you were talking about he's got the 71.5 completion percentage, which is pretty good, especially when we consider he had nearly 700 pass attempts. Like, that's impressive. I mean, I don't yeah, care if it's crazy. air raid system. It's still impressive. So he transferred from City College of San, San Francisco, where he won a state junior college championship in 2015. Just fun fact there. Mm-hmm. He's you also see, drafted in the MLB draft. Well, what position? Pitcher? Uh, probably pitcher. I don't. I don't. I don't see. Just thirty sixth round of the twenty fifteen MLB draft. Imagine if we oh. had thirty six rounds of NFL draft. Oh, I would get drafted. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, if they drafted me, I'd show up. I'd be like, "Where's my paycheck? I want it. <laughs> I'm here." Could you imagine rookie breakdowns with that? Keep doing oh, that God, during the season. Oh, it'd be heavy. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, sorry, Nate. I keep cutting you off. I apologize. It's okay. All right, so, but as his tape, let's see. So, I thought he didn't do a great job of stepping up in the pocket. Like, he had, he had a good offensive line at Washington State, and he would just sit there and work his way back, take a step back, take a step back, take a step back, until he was finally pushed out. But he would never step up in the pocket, which is something I think is really essential for quarterbacks to step up in the pocket because then you, you help out your offensive lineman, and you give yourself the extra time, and then you're ready to go if you need to and run. Um, he's got decent mobility. I thought he did a good job of keeping his eyes downfield when he ran around. I loved his quick release. It was yes. very compact and efficient. I yes. love that. Um, and also, you're talking about that swagger he's got. Like, I feel like he watches film of Patrick Mahomes like every night because he's out yes. there throwing from like sidearm and all those multiple mm-hmm. arm slots just like Mahomes. Yep. He definitely scared me, though, with his ball security when he's yeah, running around yes. the backfield. That ball was just going everywhere. Oh my gosh! It was like scary watching it. He was hitting the nene out there with the ball in his hands. (laughs) (laughs) It was ridiculous, man. That's not going to fly in the NFL. Hell no! no. Absolutely not. Um, He's got decent arm strength, like we said. Um, Good and short intermediate. Sometimes he floats the passes down the field. I thought he had great touch though. Like there's a couple throws he made, Mm -hmm. like in the intermediate range, that were just perfect, right over the linebacker. Um, yeah, I, I I liked him a lot. I think he's a guy I'm going to target in just about every super flex league in like the fifth round. Just stick a flyer on I because, you know, if you can get a qu- quarterback in the fifth round and super flex, that is 
super great value. Agreed. Agreed. Um, Chev, some thoughts on Anthony Gordon? Yeah, I mean, being able to throw 689 passes in a season, that is crazy in my opinion. I mean, I don't know how many uh, the Tiger King from LSU threw, but um, 71% completion. That is insane. And, I mean, one person I want to talk about during this is little Borgie. His little Ooh, running back, yes. Max Borgie. Yes. Yeah, you stole it. That's Woo! who I was going to talk I was about say next. That too. I have it on my notes. <laughs> oh, baby, little Borgie. I, I'm going to pick you up uh, next season, dog. Christian McCaffrey Light. Yes. Chev, real quick. Uh, last year, Joe Burrow threw 527 passes. 150 something, 60 something passes more. Like, that's insane. And he had a, almost 100 yards more than uh, Anthony Gordon did. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's wild. And way more and twelve more touchdowns too. Woo! And, and ten what? less interceptions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I think little Anthony Gordon needs to put some little weight on too. And then I would love to see him go to a spot that has an established QB, man. He needs to learn a little bit, learn how to move in the pocket a little bit better going forward, like Nate said. Uh, but I think he had good mobility. I mean he's not the fastest quarterback, but he's gonna keep his eyes downfield and look for that pass and he'll throw it damn near the ground if he has to. What about Tampa? Let him learn behind Tom Brady for two years. Yeah, I mean, they got the weapons out there, too. So, I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. I'm not hating it. Or even, I was even thinking maybe like a little Green Bay. I mean, I don't know. You know what yeah. my, my ideal that landing spot for Gordon? New Orleans. Oh. He's just like, he, and I'm not saying he's Drew Brees, but he's got that same like limitations mm-hmm. in size and also arm. And he could fit that system so perfectly, sit behind Brees for a year or two and. And Hill. <laughs> 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 well, I think he's a little bit bigger than Drew Brees, isn't he? A couple inches bigger? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, hey, while we're talking about it, since you guys are all talking about Max Borgie, um, I was pretty impressed by him, too. 26 games played. Just pulled the stats up real quick. His splits are pretty, pretty fascinating. 1,183 rushing yards and 971 receiving yards. So... Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, here's the thing. Watching film on Anthony Gordon, it's crazy because, like, they hardly ever run the ball. Yeah. When you watch film on a quarterback, you see every play that they do. And I'm watching Borgie, and I'm like, why don't they hand the ball to this dude more? Like, it would be third and seven, eight yards. Mm-hmm. Third and five, ten yards. <laughs> it's Give the guy the freaking ball, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think he only had, like, 126 rushes, but I think he had, like, I think it was like 6.1 yards per carry. I think when I when I was just watching, I was like, dude, I got to look this guy up. Yeah, you I, almost nailed it right on the head. 127 carries for 817 yards and 11 touchdowns last year. Uh, 6.4 yards per carry. See, I do my I do my stats research, man. Yeah, and uh, almost 600 yards through the air last year, too. So yeah, Free yeah. Borky. He had like 86 catches? Nailed it. Hey, let's go, little yep, Borgie. I, I like him a lot. Uh, he's going to be... He, to me, Max Borgie, is like a, the perfect prototypical New England Patriot. Right? Like, he, do, he does everything well, and he's going to do everything that the coach asks him to do. And he's not going to complain. He's just going to do it. Yeah. I mean, he's got a little ago, body, too, though. A couple weeks yeah. ago, we were talking about the James White replacement. I mean, there you go. He could be it. Right there. Or better. Mm-hmm. I, would agree. I think he's a better runner. 
than James White is. Yeah. Um, anything else to add to Anthony Gordon before we move on? I'll take that as a no, maybe. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about another thick boy here, Jamichael Hasty from Baylor, um, also known as the next guy to play running back for the Carolina Panthers. Um, it <laughs> makes sense. Matt Rule was his coach there. Why not bring in this guy? Um, he knows the system. I'm sure that they're going to run there. Good guy to spell. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. He's 5'9", 205. Uh, stats on him real quick. He is a 50-year senior. 45 games played, 386 carries for 1,998 yards. Not a ton of rushing yards, but I think that's more because of the system that they play with there. 5.2 yards per carry, 15 touchdowns, 79 catches for 485 yards, 6.1 yards per reception, and one touchdown through the air. So, uh, Chev, let's start with you. Your thoughts on Jamichael Hasty? Yeah, Lamichael Hasty McTasty. I feel like these guys, he got some good vision, man. Just pretty, pretty shifty and quick. He likes to make people miss. Uh, one thing I talked about when we talked about him way back at the Senior Bowl, this dude fumbled the ball. He's on the ground. Dude picks it up. He chases this dude down and makes the tackle. Uh, we talked about this last time with uh, that tight end from San Diego State, I believe. Remind me of his name. Cincinnati. Josiah Cincinnati, my fault. Yes, Cincinnati. Yes, I mean, he did Joe the same Byer. thing almost. Uh, so I, I definitely love that about him. Um, I probably see him more as a special teams kind of guy. Um, I, he just disappeared in those big games. I mean, I know the system and all that, but I watching his film against OU, like, where was he? It's just non-existent. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just... I just did not see enough of me wanting to be able to hype him up, even though I love his name now. <laughs> um, Nate, your thoughts on Jamichael Hasty? Um, like that, we talked about that play, that fumble, and the senior bowl come back and make that tackle. Every everyone that talks about him says he's a super high character player, and that's you know that's a guy you want on your team. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think he has his limitations. I think he's definitely a special teamer. Um, with some potential, you know, to be your RB3 on a team. Um, he's a good athlete, not great. I thought he had good contact balance with his low center of gravity, had a good pat level, looked comfortable in traffic, which I thought, you know, was great because you can put him down the middle of the tackles and he, he's not scared. Um, doesn't have a lot of speed to go outside, though, so I think that just, you know, he has his limitations. He's not going to be someone that's carrying your team and I think he showed that at Baylor that he can't really carry a team, but I think he can have a role at the next level. Just, you know, we'll see. Okay. Uh, Porkman, your thoughts? Yeah. <clears throat> All the stuff you guys are saying pretty much same way I feel. I mean, he's the type of guy that just competes. You give him the ball, there's no lack of competitiveness in his heart. <clears throat> it's just the fact that he's just not as athletic as <laughs> – as he wants to be with his heart. So, I mean, I mean, special teamer, I say he played kick return, um, even though pretty much kick returning is pretty much obsolete in this league. But, you know, he can be a gunner running down the field, go get some tackles or try to make the team. But um, I, I just love the way that he just runs the ball. It's just he just doesn't have the athletic prowess as everybody else in this draft class. And, everybody else in the league that's in there now. So mm -hmm. I like him. He just, he just can't, he just don't got it. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think he's decent enough. If he got a shot, he could be something good. Um, but more likely than not, he might not be. So, I don't know. Yeah, um, I like to watch him. Yeah, he, he definitely is fun to watch. I think he's uh, he's got a good burst and he's pretty violent at times when he when he runs through the line. It's like I'm not trying to tackle this dude. Um, but just out of curiosity, what do you guys think about my thought of him being a Carolina Panther? Think that's crazy or could be a I good mean, late round pickup for him? It could be a good late round pickup for him. Okay. What about you, other guys? I think it's decent. I what are the, I don't really know what they're doing with uh what's it Bonifon over there? Yeah, Reggie Bonifon. Yeah, that's not their guy though. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you got new coaching staff. So the only thing that I can say about watching his film is me falling in love with Denzel Mims all over again. Oh, Ooh. good Absolutely. lord, he's good. Oh, and it's he, funny because I I obviously doing doing game tape on. All these receivers now. I didn't realize who he was, so when we did it the first time, I liked him. Now it's just like, shoot, he's freaking nasty. Oh yeah, he he is. He's quickly moving up my board. Uh, the more I watch him, uh, which speaking of which, I was thinking we could do some rankings next week if you guys are cool with that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh, I got right. the time quarantine yeah. time quarantine life. <laughs> so we got one more guy left for the show tonight and he is the namesake of our show and if you say it fast enough please don't come at me quintez but quintez cephas sounds like a venereal disease but i hear it's treatable and the cure is the nfl draft that was corny as hell i apologize but he is six <laughs> foot one 207 pounds out of the university of wisconsin did you know that they throw the ball at wisconsin because apparently they do i'm sorry nate um i was looking at something did you want to say something i saw you had your hand raised <laughs> Well, it's actually a little irrelevant now, but earlier <laughs> someone was saying something about the uh, kickoff not being relevant in the NFL. And I was just going to say that if the NFL goes ahead and does the XFL kickoff, then we got something to look but at. You know they are not going to stoop down to what the XFL does, even though it did oh, yeah. work and it was amazing. It was awesome. Yeah, but they're 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 not their their pride is not going to allow them to do it. Completely agree. They would, they're like, no, no, no. The NFL t- or the XFL takes after us, not the other way around. So. They'll do it like in ten years after everyone forgets the XFL started it. Yeah, <laughs> and then they'll say, "Well, this is a noble concept we're coming up with." You know what I mean? <laughs> so scumbags. Uh, it's like what Madden does, like EA Sports, when they have a feature, get rid of it for five years, bring it back, and be like, "Look at this new feature." It's new, yeah, like the franchise. Oh yeah, yeah. we brought back the franchise. You shouldn't got rid of it, you freaking <laughs> clowns. Um, give me NCAA yes please there's actually an Instagram page bring back NCAA football um, I follow that one and there's another one that's really funny too it's um outdated NFL news like today it was like um, the 49ers have announced that they will be releasing Colin Kaepernick and then you know people comment you know like stupid comments like oh, he'll have a new job in a week stuff like that it's just it's it's a funny one i I love it like a couple weeks ago it was um the packers have defeated uh who was it like the kansas city chiefs in the super bowl whatever like it was way back in the day so it was good um but quintez cephas 61207 um what i could tell you from watching film on him is i love jonathan taylor because there is not a whole lot of passing yet 
He still played in 30 games, caught 93 passes for 1,496 yards that averaged 16.1 yards per reception and 13 touchdowns. Um, good hands. He plays fat. Do you guys have a – did he run at the combine? Do you guys yes, have a combine did. time? He ran the slowest combine out of the receivers. Four seven three. Four seven three. Okay, so is it just me or does he look faster than he runs? Um, in my opinion, he looks like four six. So he's to me he still looks kinda slow. Er. I thought I thought he was decently fast. Um if he gets behind you and the quarterback gets the ball to him, you're done. Good hands, he's a willing blocker, he lines up all over the place. So the reason we're talking about this guy, um, when we did our our mock draft last week, we're like, who the hell is Quintez Cephas? Why is he getting picked in the first round? I could see why people would be bumping his ADP and loving him. I'm not seeing him as a rookie first-round pick. No. I mean, he, he's good. Don't get me wrong. I think he's going to be a really, really solid contributor to an NFL team. The way it looks right now, depending on landing spot, like if he got drafted to the Jets and they're like, you're the guy, I would bump him a little bit, um, but he looks like a wide receiver three, wide receiver four to me yeah. in fantasy right now. Although I will say, watching his tape, I prefer him over Tyler Johnson uh, uh, from Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. Is it is it Tyler Johnson? Did I say his name wrong? No, you said it right. Because I, I, I say wrong things all the time. I, I just think Porkman didn't agree. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I, I did not want to. I didn't want to interrupt you. When you no, going. you you can disagree. That's you know we're here. Oh no, have... no, I, I definitely disagree. It's okay. just the fact that I just didn't want to stop what you were saying. But here's well, why. <laughs> well, I'm not saying that he's better. Right. I'm just saying I prefer him. Michael Michael Bauer's going to do the Garrett Price. Yeah, I'm I not don't as necessarily agree with you. But... I'm not as high on him as you are. <laughs> While watching film in my underwear, so. Yeah. That that might be happening right now. I don't know. Pains his way. Yes. <laughs> um, so what do you guys think about Quintez? Uh, Chev, let's start with you on this one. Yeah, I mean, only watching limited amount of film. Uh, not much on the nerd herd yet. Um, I'm sure we'll get more film of him shortly. But, I mean, he goes up and makes those contested catches. And even though for his four seven three speed, um, there was plays where he was dusting some cornerbacks to make big plays down the field for his team. Um, also, there was a play where he caught an over-the-shoulder pass. That, I mean, that kind of proves to me that he can catch balls that are maybe not in the best placement, and he's got good um, hand-eye coordination too. So, I mean, I definitely do – I wouldn't say he's a first-round talent like you guys said, but um, he's just not a guy that's going to go down easy either. He's a guy that is going to – he's going to make you pay for trying to come hit him. And if he wants to block, he'll block good. If he doesn't want to block – you'll see Jonathan Taylor get taken down by the guy he's supposed to block. So, yep. The nice thing about him is you know he's able to block because they run so much at Wisconsin. Like, if you want to play, you got to block. Oh, his you blocking I mean? rating on Madden is about to be like an 85. So Look at that. He'd be nice. <laughs> uh, Porkman, your thoughts on the guy who's better than Tyler Johnson? Uh, yeah, no, he's not. <laughs> Tyler Johnson, where did you uh... – it, like I said, right. preference. It's just preference. No, well, yeah, it's preference. I can I can uh, agree to disagree. Don't forget, P. Ryan's better than Acres. It's pork man. Oh yeah, I would agree with that because oh. I said it. I'm pretty sure I said that right. Pork man, yeah, let's make yeah. a bet with these dudes. Yes, we will. We'll think about the bet. We'll we'll talk back to you guys. Okay, that's that's <laughs> fine. I'm down. I'm down. Our agent will call you. Gary will be making a call to you. I promise. 
If P Ryan is better, I will DM P Ryan myself and have him come on the show. Oh, so uh, I already tried. All over. Yeah, I already tried, but I started off with "I love you." <laughs> well, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's not did, a selling point, there, sir. I did not. I'm sorry, but uh, well, poor my name is Lamichael Bauer, and I love you. Yeah. Um, um, hi, I'm a middle-aged man that's in love with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently on your porch. Please answer the door. But anyway, right. hey, hey, was that a freaking dig there? <laughs> I was trying to show some love to Nate. His, his mom comes to the door and was like, who is this freaking guy at my door? <laughs> yeah, there's a pandemic. Stay indoors. Right. Hey, is, is your son here? <laughs> you got any toilet paper? <laughs> Can I can I use your latrine? <laughs> um, how, um, how old are you? Are you technically middle aged? What is middle age? I don't know. I, not me. Okay. I'm thirty. I, I'm thirty two. So I don't consider myself middle aged. I'm in like the prime 40? of my life. Oof. But anyway, uh, tell me all about Cephas. And I'm looking up what is middle age right now. Um, Quintess Cephas to me could be the type of receiver that you can put in he, he can put into the slot and use him like as a third down possession receiver to try to get a first down um he doesn't have that speed on the outside to me to beat a corner especially with these elite corners that's going to be on pretty much every team especially now eagles getting darius slay um miami getting byron jones and you know all these teams are getting elite corners so if you're going against them guys, you're going to get shut down because they're going to be on your hip all day. So if you can get into the slot or get put in motion on like a third and three, third and four, throw a little slant, throw a little out route with his catch radius, he can be that type of guy to be used that way. So I can see him being a good receiver for football, but not for fantasy-wise. Now, only for fantasy-wise possibly – um, red zone just because of um, how big he is and he has really good hands um, fade routes um, you know just crossing routes because he's just a big body um, there's going to be some teams that's looking for a big body guy so I see him getting drafted late only because of his 40 yard dash um, vertical jump was pretty good which is kind of weird because usually when your vertical jump is good your 40 is okay maybe like four six four five and higher but not four seven so that's kind of weird but um we'll see um so I, I like them you know put them in the slot keep them in motion um and not really in space and he should be okay okay um i do want to say before we have nate uh wrap it up with his thoughts on quintez the Oxford English Dictionary defines middle age as the ages between 45 and 65. So cool. <laughs> you don't, hey, you so look, your you family don't, is wrong, Nate. Dead wrong. <laughs> you, uh, you don't look a day over 40. But, uh, Nate, I know you're not the highest on Cephas. Any thoughts on him before we wrap everything up? Uh, I actually like Cephas. A good oh, amount. I'm sorry. I, I mean, was wrong. Forgive me. Yeah, I mean, and someone else who likes him a lot, Jeff Akuda, says that he's the best wide receiver he faced his entire time in college. Okay. And I think that's hmm. why he started rising that's... up draft boards. Well, that, that could definitely do it right there. When you're top cornerback in the draft, who could be a generational prospect to some, 
says that this dude is the best wide receiver, people start taking notice. True. But uh, four seven three forty yard dash. We talked about that that a bit, and uh, like Porkman said, it's a little weird when you have a good vert and a good broad jump. But looking at tape, this guy's a long strider. Takes him a bit to get to full speed, but once he's up to full speed, he can get behind defenses. So he's got enough speed to be a threat downfield and keep him honest. Um, but he definitely at the next level needs to be in motion in the slot, like they said. Um, I think he's one of the best in the class at tracking the ball and then making those contested catches and traffic. And uh, he's going to be a possession receiver. He's going to be a guy that could be a PPR magnet in the right scheme coming out of the slot. But I don't think there's anyone who's going to lead his team, even be a wide receiver two probably. He's going to be a wide receiver three on the team most likely. Um, I know I saw one comp that was Zach Pascal. I thought that was a pretty decent comp. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Um, Chev, you had something you wanted to add? No, I don't know if this is any even relevant, but my boy Kyler Murray had a hand size of nine point five, <laughs> and this dude right here, Cephas, got an eight and three fourth. That's got to be a little baby hand guy. He could probably barely hold a whopper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how relevant it is to football or anything, but that just seems like a little baby hand. Well, I mean, that's actually very relevant with receivers. It is. Because uh, Will Fuller has small hands, too. And you know how he is. So, Cephas about to be hurt, hurt then. Well, Will Fuller also has awful hamstrings, too. <laughs> yeah, his ham- he's too fast for his hamstrings. They're yeah. inch wide. <laughs> <laughs> um, anybody have anything else to add on Quintez? I'm all good with him. Okay. Um, so I think last week we did forget to play XFL or NFL, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. We yeah. did. Do you, want, you want to go back and do last week's guys and this week's all in one then? Yeah, why sure. not? All right. So let's start with DJ Dallas, XFL or NFL. Nate, we're going to start with you because I know you are a fan of his. Oh, yeah. NFL. Okay. Chev? NFL. Pork man. NFL pro bowler. I'm going to agree oh. with NFL. I don't know about Pro Bowler. We, who knows? Um, Michael Warren, the second pork man. Uh, I got NFL for him. I like Chef. Him NFL for me. Nate? NFL. Okay, I'm going to agree with that as well. Um, JJ Taylor, Nate? NFL. I think he finds himself at a receiving back somewhere. Okay, Chef? I agree with Nate. NFL. Pork man. I'm gonna go XFL. I'm gonna also talk about him last week. <laughs> I'm also gonna <laughs> say XFL. You know, we could talk about him now if you have your notes. If you want. Oh no, no, I'm perfectly okay, you're fine. Good. You're good. Okay. Uh, Josiah Degora, tight end from Cincinnati, Porkman. NFL. Okay, Chev. NFL. Nate. NFL. Okay, I'm gonna say NFL as well. Darrington Evans, Nate. Oof. Um, I'm gonna Oof. say XFL. Chev? I'll say NFL. Okay, Porkman? That's tough for me, man. Uh, I want to say NFL, too. I really want to say XFL, but I feel like he's going to – he might get more shots than he should in the NFL, if that makes sense. I I agree. I think his draft capital is going to be high (laughs) enough for people to – 
for him to get drafted and play well. Well, it's not like, play well, but play. It's like Blaine Gabbert continuously getting signed to be a backup somewhere because he was Chase the first Daniel. round pick. Chase Daniel still a backup, right? Um, so he's going to keep getting shots. But if he was in the XFL, I think he'd be one of the the better running backs in the XFL for sure. Yeah. Um, Benny Lemay, Porkman. Uh, I would say XFL. Okay, Chef. XFL. Nate. XFL. Okay, I'm going to actually say NFL on this one because I think he's strong enough that he could definitely make – I would. did I say XFL? Yeah. I'm sorry, it's late. I meant NFL. Oh, you, I say, you said NFL, sorry. Okay, because that's what I meant. I think he's strong enough that he can uh, make a difference on a team. Um, Colby Parkinson. Nate, start with you. NFL, for sure. Chef. Yeah, NFL. Porkman. I'm going NFL, too. And I'm going to also say NFL. Um, Anthony Gordon, Porkman. XFL. Ooh, Chef. Yeah, I would definitely love to see him get a shot at the XFL. I think he would just have a, a better career, honestly. It would give him a shot. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Nate, your thoughts? I can see him in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go NFL as well. And Tasty LaMichael Hasty, whatever you guys are saying. Tasty uh, McTasty. Yeah, they, you're right. Sorry, sorry. Hasty McTasty, you're going to – Mike, you're off the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I will send the file your way, and you can mix everything and upload it onto Transistor then. Um, but um, <laughs> <laughs> Nate, your thoughts on him? Uh, I'm going to go XFL. All right, Chip. I want to see this do in the Arena League. <laughs> Honestly, oh, yes. I would love that. Okay, that would be pretty cool. Even though they don't run the ball, Chev. He's going to catch in and run, though. <laughs> Kick yeah. returns. There you go. Right. Uh, Porkman? Uh, McTasty. XFL. All right, and I'm going to say XFL as well. And the namesake of tonight's show, Quintus Hephas. Porkman. NFL. All right, Chev? Yeah, I'm going to go with the NFL as well. And Nate? I'll go NFL as well. I'm going to also say NFL. So that was XFL or NFL. If any other podcasts play this, please let me know because they're ripping us off because we're the greatest podcast of all time. Before we head out, Chev, I believe you have a verse for us this week. Yes, sir, I do. We're going to be in John 10, 11. It says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd layeth down his life for the sheep. Um, I just love this, man. God laid his life down for us. Or I would say Jesus laid his life down for us, man. And during these times, we got to trust in the Lord. We got to be praying that he's with our our president or with everybody that's making decisions in this world. And just to know that Jesus laid his life down for us, uh, just know that I can trust him uh, with my life and trust him that he's going to make the right decision. Uh, as long as I trust in him, everything's going to be okay. Chev, awesome. I love it, man. Yes, Good sir. stuff, like always. Um, so until next week, everybody, thank you again for tuning in. Hopefully us dropping some content every week is helping you guys get through the quarantine or as people are calling it, the quarantine, whatever you call it. You know, I hope uh, you're not driving your family crazy because everyone's like, oh, my family's driving me crazy. Maybe you're driving them crazy. Think about that. So get ready for your... Your rookie drafts, don't join too many leagues just because you're bored because eventually you're going to have to pay for them all. You're not going to win. Um, you're not going to win, you know, money if you join every league. It's just it's not going to happen. Um, so until next week, everybody, 
Um, Nate, where can we find you on Twitter? You can find me at NFL Draft Dynasty. Okay, and Chev, how about you? Yeah, you can find me at Chev Boyardee, boy with an I, but I have 1,499 followers. I need one more, man. Yeah. <laughs> Give me let's, there. Let's, let's get there. Come on, let's <laughs> go. At Porkman, where can we find you? You can find me at, at FFPorkman, and always remember our tight end we talked about today. Mr. Pulled Porkinson. <laughs> Kobe? Pulled Porkinson. Kobe with Kobe cheese. Pulled yeah, Kobe Porkinson. Jack on there. There we go. Now oh. I'm getting hungry. See, I can't. It's 1130 at night. I can't be eating this late. Why not? I'm, because I'm old. My metabolism doesn't work anymore. It's just, it's out. I hit 24. I'm, my, over here, hit, I'm over here drinking some Jack Daniels Tennessee Apple. Not a sponsor. Woo. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm good. I'm drinking Lion's Head right now. I feel bad. Uh, Chev's over there talking about a verse. I'm drinking a beer. It seems a little sacrilegious. Um, <laughs> but Not so spe- <laughs> speaking of um, followers, I think I'm like nine away from a thousand. So let's um, go. Thank, thank you for following me, everybody. I don't know why you'd want to. I actually don't tweet a lot about football. Um, I retweet a lot of stuff because if I have anything to say, I'm just going to say it here. Uh, you could hear my smooth voice thanks to the Rode Podcaster microphone that I bought because um, I'm a spoiled microphone brat. But you could find me on Twitter at the Empire 85 I would prefer you follow the show at Dynasty Rewind. But most importantly, everybody, until next week, be kind and please rewind. Thanks for listening. Yeah.